0: You're listening to Let's Talk Cuyahoga, a podcast that explores county initiatives and pulls back the curtain to reveal the work and the people who are driving Cuyahoga County forward. This is a special episode of the podcast celebrating County Executive Chris Ronayne's first State of the County Address. It took place on Wednesday, June 28th of 2023 at Jacobs Pavilion at Nautica in Cleveland. Here's County Executive Chris Ronayne.
1: Hello, Cuyahoga County! I've been waiting to say that from a rock and roll stage here, but hello, Cuyahoga County. I want to thank the production team. This was made right out of the offices of Cuyahoga County, so give them a round of applause for their video on Cuyahoga County. It is great to be with you on this Friday afternoon. I want to thank my friend of, I shouldn't say, nearly 40 years, but Kristen Baird Adams, thank you for the introduction. Thank you, Dan Maltrop and the team at City Club, and to all of you for flowing with this unique location choice. Thanks to the team here at Jacob's Pavilion at Nautica. And thank you, Humble G. Please, wherever he is, give him a round of applause again. He's amazing. It was an extraordinary musical prelude. He's a graduate of the Cleveland School of the Arts and the Cleveland Institute of Music in University Circle. We're so glad to have your talents in Cleveland, Humble G, and we'll be back with you. So, speaking of schools, I want to thank the students of Davis Aerospace and Maritime High School. If a few of you saw, I got a ride over here today by a number of students from this unique Cleveland Metropolitan School District school. It's a vocational school teaching students technical trades in air and maritime industry, and students are graduating with industry skills that prepare them to become future pilots, that prepare them to become skilled mechanics, drone operators, and transportation managers by air and by sea, learning it all in the CLE. They're manning cleanup vessels on the Cuyahoga River this summer. They are, those vessels known as Flotsam and Jetsam, if you see them out there, the students are the ones literally cleaning our riverways. If you would, give them a round of applause for what they're doing literally to clean up our environment. And kudos to the Port of Cleveland for believing in these students, and to Captain Drew Ferguson and Anne Marie Grassi for developing the school. Congrats to the 47 students who graduated earlier this month they go by the Argonauts. Go Argonauts. I hope they heard us out on the river. They're working hard every day out there. Speaking of maritime assets, congratulations to the Cleveland Fire Department that launched this week the Garrett Morgan on Wednesday. Named the Afterbreeze after the Celebreze we all know out there, it was great to see this new fireboat out on the Cuyahoga. And what a tribute to a man that we need to celebrate more in Cleveland history Garrett Morgan inventor, pioneer, civic entrepreneur, who saved miners trapped below Lake Erie. It's nice to have Mr. Morgan's granddaughters in the audience today. Thank you for being here. There's a reason I chose this location today for my first State of the County speech. It's Cleveland History Days this week. We're just coming off of the River Rally in Cleveland. 54 years after the last fire on the Cuyahoga River. And today, we look over a river that's returning. It's a metaphor, I think, for this region. Who are we? We are Cuyahoga. We all relate to the river that runs through us and the fresh water at our shores. The Cuyahoga is perhaps the single greatest feature that connects us in history, in geography, and in culture as a people. We are Cuyahoga, from indigenous peoples to settlers of the Western Reserve, to the Irish and Europeans who built the canal that connected America to Lake Erie and to the Ohio River, and then on to the Mississippi, opening up a channel from New York to New Orleans, as envisioned by our first presidents. We are Cuyahoga, a people who came from Appalachia, African Americans during the Great Migration, who came to work in the mills, in the factories, all who came here to find work and bring their families. So many people from so many places, from so many cultures came here to work. We are Cuyahoga, welcoming newcomers with each generation, whether it's students, family members, entrepreneurs or refugees. And yes, the river that shares our county name did endure 13 fires on its surface, and with it burned that image into our memory. But let's also channel the memory of courage. When a mayor stood on the banks of this river at Campbell Road further upriver and said no more, and Mayor Stokes went on to Washington and worked with his brother Congressman Lewis Stokes on matters of environmental justice. Their efforts were catalytic in the fight for the Clean Water Act and the EPA. That very EPA will soon delist this American Heritage River as an area of concern. And we are going to celebrate that day. Perhaps that sense of return is why 9,000 Cuyahogans joined us this past weekend to imagine a future of the Veterans Memorial Bridge, the lower deck, and the upper deck, a great public space in the waiting above a great river. I want to thank our team at Public Works for their tireless work to open up that bridge this past week, and I assume a few of you might have been there. The Riverbanks, right here at the center of our civic renewal. It's the place to be, and that's why we're here today. If people learn one thing about their communities during the pandemic, it's that they want more parks and public spaces. It's here that enthusiasm for Irish Town Bend Park and Canal Basin Park at the top of our 100-mile unique towpath trail, looms large, where there's enthusiasm to connect the Scenic Valley Railroad from Rockside Road to downtown. And mostly, it's about the return of the water itself. By kayak, by skull and shell, paddleboards and boats, you see people returning to our river, and you obviously see wildlife returning. It's our time, all of us, to reach the river and the Lake Erie shores. Added up, we can stake our claim as the freshwater capital. A place where the river burned but now has returned. A place in the Great Lakes basin that holds 20% of the world's freshwater supply and 90% of the domestic supply. It gives us a vibrant outlook. We are Cuyahoga. From 120 different ethnic origins from around the world, we've settled here together in the freshwater capital. That is it's Cuyahoga County, Cleveland, USA. Off script, now say it with me. We are Cuyahoga. We are? We are? We are? Now my question to you is, did you say Hoga or Haga? That's up to you. All right, I wanna speak about our obligation, our opportunity, and our aspiration to leverage our position here on the Cuyahoga and the Great Lake to catalyze a global health hub in a county that welcomes all. I took my oath of office just across the river from where we are on the banks of the Cuyahoga at midnight on January 1st. My family remembers that well. Chaotic midnight, January 1st. Who wrote that into the charter? You start at 12.01. But we did. (laughs) But anyways, the place is special right across the river as all this river is to me. It's where cultures meet and where we'll grow together. This to me is a place of recovery and opportunity, and it's good to be back. As we began to recover from the pandemic, I ran on a platform of health, healthy communities that are safe, fiscally strong and prepared for growth, not decline. A healthy economy that is diverse and prepares workers for the jobs of today and tomorrow and can uplift our entire region and a healthy government that is trusted transparent, effective, and efficient. It was a message informed by mayors, nonprofit leaders, small business owners, and residents, from youth to seniors throughout Cuyahoga County. We heard you. We need to build a healthy Cuyahoga. My transition team was made up of leaders from a cross-section of this community, many of you out here today. Leaders from labor, business, nonprofit, healthcare, social services, and everyone in between. We worked together to identify what could be for county government in the areas of health and human services, workforce development, physical and economic development, safety, justice, functional government, and talent. I quickly learned there's no shortage of talent in Cuyahoga County. I wanna thank our county workers who are here today. Like everywhere else though, we face a shortage of workers in many of our departments. Making a concerted effort to meet all of our team All 4,200 of them has been my goal. It's meant taking site visits department by department, floor by floor, building by building, and Zoom by Zoom. What I found are professional, hardworking teams everywhere I visited. As employers go, Team Cuyahoga is the fourth largest employer in in Cuyahoga County itself, behind the Cleveland Clinic University Hospitals and the federal government. Before going further, I want to thank our members of County Council who are here today for being here, as well as mayors and council members from throughout Cuyahoga County. Give them a round of applause for how they work. Thank you, guys. I want to thank our state and federal delegation teams who are here, our business leaders who are here, our nonprofit partners, our issue advocates, our sister public agencies, and my family at work, my cabinet and my staff, and my family and life. The Ronanes, the Cyclies, the Stansberries, and the Donas. Hello, family, all of you. Most of all, I wanna thank my wife, Natalie, and my kids, Audrey and Joe. Thank you, guys. Today, I wanna to speak with you about our obligation, our opportunity, and our aspiration. So what's our obligation as a county? In addition to our fiscal and budgetary obligations, and those things spelled out in our young charter, our obligation is to the health and well-being of those in our care and custody. Along with in-house visits I mentioned, I've made field visits every week to countless nonprofits in our community. Places on the front line with names like Providence House, Stella Maris, Canopy, Mary's Home, Frontline, PEP, and Neoc, to name a few. No field visit was quite like the field visit I made last Friday morning with the Northeast Ohio Coalition for the Homeless Street Team. Meeting Jim, Jack, and Chris on a rainy Friday morning last week and riding in a van with the Neoc street team that takes food staples and clothing directly to those on our streets. I quickly met Jamal, Charles, and Rebecca. They are the unhoused in our community, and I work for them. When I met them, I learned their needs. Jamal needed a pair of shoes. Charles needed a ride to a scheduled medical appointment. Rebecca was looking forward to her birthday cake, scheduled to be delivered by a group of St. Ignatius High School students this past Saturday to her home in a tent below a bridge on West 25th Street. Her name? like all others I visited, are etched in my mind. As were their smiles of gratitude with the delivery of shoes, sandwiches, and clothing that they needed. Why does a site visit like that matter for a county executive? Because proximity matters. It's the same reason I applaud my colleagues on county council for touring the county jail the other day. Whether it's persons unhoused on our streets or persons in our custody in the county jail, we work for you. I see Judge Sheehan out there, just off script. I wanna say to all of our judges, thank you for your hard work in our community. We all work for those in our community, wherever they reside. We are all one community, and we can do better for those who need us most. Approximate leadership happens every day at Cuyahoga County. I'll never forget one of my first days on the job in January when just after 5 o'clock we got a call from the Division of Children and Family Services. It was a Friday night after 5 and the call came in about a child who was in our care who the department had sent to an area hospital for treatment. The sounds of Cleveland. The child was sent to the hospital for treatment and evaluation for further care, and the hospital believed the child had been stabilized and the child was returned to our building. Yes, the much-discussed Jane Edna Hunter building. The discussion that ensued between our four county workers after five on a Friday was what to do with the child who sat in an ambulance in the back of a parking lot of the Jane Edna Hunter building. While we believed She should have stayed in the hospital. We didn't have that choice. What would you do? We kept the child overnight and through the weekend, our team providing her meals throughout the weekend before we could find her a placement. Our frontline workers are frequently intervening in the most challenging situations with proximate leadership. And I wanna recognize today the social workers, childcare staff and supervisors who do this work day in and day out. Thank you. To provide a better option for children, I'm proud to say that earlier this year, in partnership with the Centers and Cleveland Christian Children's Home, we launched the T-Suites residential facility with beds for the most difficult to place children. The most common hard to place child in foster care is an older child. With complicated behavioral health challenges. I'm looking at my brother in law. He works with them every day. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. We partnered with these nonprofits to open housing for children that are denied other placements. These children, our children, are dealing with trauma that few of us can imagine. These children, our children, are the ones who need us most. As we continue to search for solutions to better protect our children and our staff, my team will soon launch an RFP to create a children's campus to serve children in our community with unmet residential placement needs. All options are on the table, including external providers and locations, county-owned locations with external operators, a partnership, and perhaps even a county-owned and operated facility. We must protect the children in our care and the workers we most rely on. Out in the community, I've continued to find that many of our residents don't know what our county government does. It's okay. It's coming upon us to better explain it. And with a budget of $1.5 billion, we provide a safety net for so many in our community with half of our budget going to Health and Human Services, your tax dollars, and to Justice Affairs. I, along with my colleagues in County Council, continue to explain what we do It's a relatively young chartered government on behalf of the public. And we again, thank you as taxpayers for helping us keep the safety net strong. Our Health and Human Services levy is critical to our ability to continue to meet the most pressing needs in Health and Human Services in our community. And I wanna thank Dr. Erica Steed and your team at Metro Health for providing critical care to so many. Thank you, Dr. Steed. <laughs> Shifting over to a, another large expenditure at the county, I wanna speak directly to our community about the county jail. I often say I don't wake up every morning wanting to build a jail. I don't. But one day, on day one really, first week in office, I walked into a decade-long conversation about the Justice Center facility. I also walked that first week floor by floor, through the jail, on Lakeside, in the first days of my administration. During my first visit, Nelson Mandela's quote rang true. No one truly knows a nation until one has been inside its jails. A nation should not be judged by how it treats its highest ones, but its lowest ones. At the lowest point in their life, right? Those in our custody deserve a better chance for rehabilitation and diversion. Speaking directly to County Council, thank you for your partnership on this most important community endeavor. We know it's time to move forward. (laughs) Unquestionably, there are matters we need to collectively address upstream education, economic opportunity, justice, and equity in our community. These are the foremost opportunities in front of us. And in these times and in this context, I'm reminded of another world leader, Desmond Tutu, who said, there comes a point where we need to stop just pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream and find out why they are falling in. This is our work as a society and in our community, and it's my work too, with you. It's a work of co-response, of bail reform, of pretrial services and assistance, and effective use of diversion. We need to look at practices that work in our own communities. I see our mayors out here, so many civic entrepreneurs, you are, all of you. I love the model in Shaker Heights where behavioral specialists are co-responding to incidents with officers and de-escalating situations for persons experiencing trauma. Let us multiply that model. We can build an incredible network of coordinated care in response from a dispatcher's initial decision of how to respond when an incident occurs to providing more tools in the toolbox available to our judges at the moment of adjudication. Ultimately, we must provide a safe, humane, therapeutic, and rehabilitative environment For those in our custody. Last week, I introduced legislation to purchase land in Garfield Heights for a Cuyahoga County Central Services campus. It's informed by a trip to Columbus I made earlier this year with members of my administration and our county council to visit the Franklin County corrections facility. The new Franklin County facility compared to ours is night and day. Campus versus tower in design. Services meant to de-escalate. A culinary partnership where detainees learn a job skill while in custody. Our goal is a campus with services from behavioral health to physical wellness, community reentry resources, and job training. And let me be clear, our foremost goal should be swift justice and expeditious movement of persons out of that jail. But where they are and when they are in our custody, treatment shall be humane and restorative. And I wanna thank specifically the judges for your partnership and our sheriffs. It's a partnership, but the myriad of nonprofits that are out here doing frontline work every day to help make that upstream work happen, thank you. We will tackle this together. So looking back to the year I've spent listening to citizens' hopes for their communities, I do wanna talk about opportunity. I've developed that agenda with our team around health, with all of you. Working with mayors, small businesses, nonprofits, and our healthcare institutions. The Healthy Cuyahoga Agenda is an opportunity right in front of us. Last year, people said they wanted housing support. This year, we introduced and passed, in these first few months, the first standalone department in Cuyahoga County for housing. And we promoted Sarah Parks Jackson as the county's first ever cabinet level director of housing. We're off and running with building the most diverse portfolio of housing in Cuyahoga County. We closed the gap on housing starts for the Hitchcock Center, which will provide housing assistance for moms experiencing addiction. We just broke ground, you can clap on that, please. I'm, I'm proud of it. Proud of it. We just broke ground on the Solon Community Housing in Solon, specifically enabling adults with disabilities to live independently. Hats off to Mayor Kraus and his council for approving zoning at the ballot box with an 83% passage rate for adults with disabilities to live independently in the city of Solon. Your community is more complete for it when you welcome all as they've done in Solon. And Bridgeworks, just up on the viaduct, just above us, is a market rate and workforce housing initiative at the west end of the Superior Viaduct, just off the Veterans Memorial Bridge. We've helped finance that. And when we had a conversation with the development team on that particular project, Grandma Marika and Michael and their team, we said, let's go further. Let's make this a public amenity. And that's what launched the discussion about the Veterans Memorial Bridge public space, right? Something in it for everybody. So we heard last year about the desire for more transportation support. I hired the first county's first transportation advisor, Annie Pease. Annie's off and running or cycling organizing rides with mayors. The mayors in front of me, they've been out on their bikes in their communities this spring and summer, showcasing their communities and the opportunities for complete and green streets. I wanna thank our public works team for working with them in NAWACA and the RTA, we're all in this together. Last weekend, Annie arranged a morning ride on the Veterans Memorial Bridge to illustrate the opportunity with cycling and pedestrian infrastructure to bridge communities. I wanna thank our friends at the GCRTA are represented here today your advocacy thank you rta wherever you are your advocacy paid off last quarter when you announced a 130 million dollar investment in community rail cars in this community i don't know if she's out there today but congresswoman chantelle brown was a huge help as was senator sherrod brown thank you all for that partnership and we look forward to working with you to connect the lines in the first and final mile strategies with our transportation team How do we get to work? To The doctor to buy groceries and see our friends and families. My stepdad, Leonard Dona, out here today, 82 years old, living independently, sight impaired, but on bike, on foot, on bus, he gets around. Because we are building a community that cares for our seniors and is transportation connected. Working with GCRT on innovative programs like ConnectWorks We show how microtransit solutions can connect residents from their homes in places like Maple Heights and Solon. We thank you, Mayors Blackwell and Kraus, for leading with civic innovation, And and our General Manager, India Birdsong Terry at the RTA, for connecting workers to jobs. Sometimes it's not all on the main line, it's offline, and that's what we're doing. Healthier communities and healthy citizens are opportunities for our county department to support all of our county departments. So working with mayors to build these complete communities is what we are doing. We can work in every community with you and focus on walkability, on providing housing stock where seniors can get age in place and zoning codes that accommodate accessory dwelling units on site. Healthy and active living by design are literally the plans of our departments of senior and adult services and our county planning commission. With over 30% of our population projected to be over 60 by the year 2030, I'm sold on my friend Albert Ratner's concept for a longevity institute here in CLE. Let's capitalize on our strengths and tackle our social determinants of health head on with partners like MetroHealth, University Hospitals, and the Cleveland Clinic. And let's give moms and babies a healthy head start with organizations like Birthing Beautiful Communities, And when our residents falter and need behavioral health services, let us recognize resources at the ready like St. Vincent Charity Hospital. This entire hub of healthcare providers makes a globally unique healthcare hub that we can leverage for longevity. Healthy communities means economically vibrant communities. Our regional economy is strong and diverse. Over 30,000 small businesses make up the lifeblood of this economy. And for a county of 1.2 million people, we punch above our weight with more than 600,000 jobs here in Cuyahoga County. It means people commute into Cuyahoga County daily to work from other places where they reside. Working with Jobs Ohio, Team NEO, the County Land Bank, and the GCP, we need to be site ready for industrial and commercial expansion. Tapping into the Ohio Futures Fund and leveraging Mayor Bibb and Council President Griffin's commitment to brownfield redevelopment. We will support their efforts to provide sites and scale for economic redevelopment countywide, mayors. I believe in the opportunities in front of us when it comes to workforce. I see so many of you workforce partners out there today. In Destination Cleveland, we see a doubling down in the hospitality industry. It's a growth industry. Why does visitorship matter? Because it grows jobs. Or in the Cleveland building trades, on the construction trades as a growth opportunity. For all job opportunities, we must train to the opportunity through organizations like Cleveland Builds, Tri-C, and the Cleveland Cuyahoga County Workforce Development Board, as well as our nonprofit partners, like Towards Employment, YOU, Jumpstart, and early stage workforce development partners like Seeds of Literacy, the Literacy Cooperative, Cleveland Public Library, and the County Public Library. Walk in our main branch in Parma, and you will see at the County Public Library something that doubles as a workforce training center on the first floor for new citizens where English is taught as a second language and retooling programs are offered to incumbent workers and dislocated workers. I also believe in the opportunity to leverage our strength as outlined in the GCP's Cleveland Innovation Project. I appreciate Beiju Shaw and his team being here today. Let's build off of our strengths in manufacturing and advanced manufacturing, construction, healthcare, IT, in the waterborne economy. Look at the work of the Cleveland Water Alliance. We have an opportunity to become an incredible catalyst in climate responsible industries, in clean tech green jobs, energy production, sustainable product development. And finally, I'm committed to a healthy county government. We finally launched a strategic planning RFI to refine the direction of county government. With so many different plans and initiatives, how do we ensure that our department plans are pulled out of their silos so that the Office of Homeless Services is working with the Department of Housing and Economic Development, Transportation, and Simeon Reentry. We have to, we must, we must work together and these departments will work together. But county services are vast and we have to work together if we're ever gonna move the needle. We are ready to become a more geographically informed government in the future. Our treasurer's and recorder's offices are investing in GIS and are using technology and partnerships for better processes to evaluate delinquent properties, to which there are a lot. Our jobs and family service division was hit with a double blow earlier this year. The removal of SNAP benefits provided during the pandemic, which took away $23 million per month from our community. And added stresses on the system and nonprofit partners like the Cleveland Food Bank or the Hunger Network. This benefits reduction affected 210,000 residents, nearly one in six of our neighbors. This is the benefits cliff we talk about, and it happened. Then, post pandemic changes to Medicaid will also result in residents being removed from service roles in the first time in three years. We have our challenges in front of us. Changes in Washington and Columbus have a huge impact here at home. But we've learned to pivot. We are now able to assist our residents by renewing benefits online or by mail. And we're adding staff, 50 new positions, to a team of already 386 assistance workers. We will be placing our job and family service workers in the community, outside of the county offices. It was one of my goals to bring government to the people. And we'll soon be announcing three pilot locations for county services in your community. With some of the world's best education, medical and arts institutions, our eds, meds and arts, we can be the healthiest community in the ca- in the country. We need to continue to make investments in education, like say yes to Cleveland. We need to keep our kids engaged in high school and support them and their next step in places like Tri-C and CSU, and all of our colleges in this region. We need to protect women's healthcare options and support mothers, especially black mothers, who continue to face health inequity and infant mortality rates that are just not acceptable. We need healthy communities with access to fresh foods, parks, green spaces, and social outlets, It's what keeps people living. And we need people to support the arts as a part of our growth economy in Northeast Ohio. It's fully within our reach, our reach because of the foundation we stand on. Look at the partnerships out here today. I wanna pay particular thanks to the community, corporate and family foundations who are here in Cleveland. Sometimes we don't know what's in our own backyard until we go somewhere else. We are endowed with some of the most generous family donors across the land. And we proudly host a high per capita rate of giving. That's you. Philanthropy is in our, is in your civic DNA. Our real gross domestic product is at the top 1% in the United States. 35th out of 3,100 counties is Cuyahoga County. But with that economic success remains significant economic disparity. We must grow the economic pie and support our diverse job base with more workers ready with the tools for today's and tomorrow's jobs. We have an extraordinary network of post-secondary education institutions here. Our colleges and university network are among the most robust in the nation. As Richard Shatton said to me a long time ago before I started at City Hall when I got a coffee with Richard, he said, we are one big college town if we start thinking of ourselves as such. Our colleges and university network, it is among the most robust. So let's leverage it, this extraordinary knowledge and retain exemplary talent. Every community has an opportunity in front of them, whether it's to leverage their unique assets like a lakefront in Euclid or Bay Village, or locational advantages in places like Garfield or Oakwood, Oakwood Village. And every citizen within those communities has opportunities if we focus on access. It's our time, Cuyahoga County, We've built the foundation. With aspiration and intentionality, I believe we will be a healthy Cuyahoga, a region that welcomes the world to the freshwater capital. We stand on the shoulders of those who've helped get us here. People like Jane Edna Hunter, the social worker, who started the Working Girls Association over 100 years ago, dedicated to the efforts to employ black women. And Bob Madison, a man who will turn 100 next month One of my mentors. Bob, thank you. He's fought more battles than we will ever know. And his daughter, Jean, who's here. He's a decorated Purple Heart veteran and a Buffalo soldier from the Second World War. There's only 12,000 of you left in this nation. Thank you, Bob Madison. That's that's 12,000 World War II vets in in these United States. Even after this service to our country, he fought racism on the front line simply trying to get into architecture school, had all the credentials but had to fight just to get in. He persevered and went on to open the first African-American-owned architecture firm, Robert P. Madison Associates, the first in Ohio, and still growing, and one of the first in the Midwest. Mr. Madison will receive my first key to the county at the conclusion of this program. Please stick around as we honor Bob. Congratulations, you've earned it. Our aspiration, thank you, Bob. Our aspiration comes from your perseverance and the perseverance of others. Just before taking office, I attended the UN Conference Convention, COP 27. As forum after forum at this global conference on climate, climate change spoke to the issues of climate migration. It was growingly clear to me that we have an obligation to preserve, to protect, and to advance the fresh water in front of us. As a city that fought to return the Cuyahoga River and clean up Lake Erie, today I am announcing an initiative to honor the legacy and advance our responsibilities. Working with community partners, Cuyahoga County will launch the Fresh Water Institute, the cornerstones of which will be education, advocacy, research, and economic development. It was an educational journey just coming over here with the students of Davis A&M, because literally every day they're cleaning up the Cuyahoga River in our watershed, they get it. We must educate all of our children about the value of fresh water and adults, but our children are stewards of the future. We all have the obligation to protect it, but our obligation is to educate. We must advocate also to keep point source pollutants out of our lakes and tributaries. I know it's a hot day, I put jugs of water over there for you, and there's biodegradable cups intentionally at your tables. We gotta stop with all the point source pollutants like plastics that are now in our bodies. advocacy, and find better partners with our farmers. We will. I applaud the work of agencies like the Sewer District for already doing their part. Enormous work. And nonprofits like Drink Local, Drink Tap. Aaron Huber, this is to you. I look forward to partnering with groups like these as well as many other nonprofits and public-private entities on forthcoming work. And I look forward to working with our universities and organizations like the Great Lakes Energy Institute at Case Western Reserve University, the Cleveland Foundation, the Gunn Foundation, the Mandel Foundation and many others on advancing our science center itself, on advancing the science of protecting the Great Lakes as well as the Cleveland Water Alliance and the Greater Cleveland Partnership on building business strategies around economic development potential of our fresh water. I am also pleased to announce today the county's own effort to steward this region as one of the planet's most sustainable places. In the future, by the introduction of our public energy utility, Cuyahoga Green Energy. I want to thank my predecessor, Exec Budish, he helped get this started, and Mike Foley, our director, and Valerie. We're going to take this further forward as Cayuga Cuyahoga Green Energy strategy. With a week like we've had, this week, seeing right in front of us how climate change impacts our day-to-day lives. It's time we unleash our renewable portfolio to provide cleaner energy sources for a lasting tomorrow. (laughs) Welcoming newcomers was part of our past and needs to be part of our future. Over the last year, more than 5,000 Ukrainian refugees arrived in Northeast Ohio. I want to give special recognition. I saw some members of council and the mayor. I want to give recognition to the city of Parma Mayor Tim Degeeter and his council have been intentional in their efforts to welcome communities from throughout the world and particularly from the Ukraine. Our entire community of Cuyahoga can take a note and deploy similar intentionality to welcome those from around the world. It's been a pleasure and continues to be to work with Global Cleveland, the Cleveland Council on World Affairs, Refugee Response, Councilwoman Jasmine Santana, and the Cleveland City Council, Cleveland Cultural Gardens and the GCP in this effort, along with our County Council. All in. That's to you, GCP, but it applies to this effort to bring people from all over the world here. It's how we'll grow. To work together to leverage our network for a healthy Cuyahoga, to catalyze the freshwater capital, and to welcome persons from all over the world, I believe we can become a county of 1.3 million people in the not too distant future, which would be to grow again and to signify a healthy return like the river that runs through us. We are Cuyahoga. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you, County Executive Ronane. We're about to begin the audience Q and A. Thank you, County Executive Ronane. We're about to begin the audience Q&A. I'm Kristen Beard Adams, President of the City Club Board of Directors. As discussed before the program, the City Club invited citizens of Cuyahoga County and those who serve the citizens of Cuyahoga County to submit questions ahead of time. Questions were selected by the City Club staff with the intention of capturing a cross-section of our county in the interests of our residents and stakeholders. These individuals whose questions were selected have joined us this afternoon to ask the County Executive their questions here in person. It's important to note that the County Executive has not seen these questions in advance. Let's go to our first question.
3: Hello, uh, I'm Cynthia Connolly, Director of Programming at the City Club of Cleveland. I am going to read the first question on behalf of Helen Forbes Fields, the President and CEO of of the YWCA of Greater Cleveland. She was not able to make the rescheduled date, but I thought it was important that we all heard her important question today. Her question is, given that current shelter options are unsafe from a public health perspective, as well as an emotional health perspective, what is the county's plan for moving away from the congregate shelter model and towards a systemic approach to homelessness, mental health, and permanent housing?
1: Thank you, Helen. Director of YWCA, our CEO. So I want to first say that I mentioned proximate leadership. It matters. You've got to get close to the situation that confronts you. So I appreciate the YWCA and the partners at Norma Hare, which is a women's shelter uh, just on the north end of the Cleveland State campus and Payne Avenue. I want to say to you, thank you for having me in. Thank you for having me in. Twice I visited, and I want to say thank you to the shelter staff. They're doing yeoman's work. But the the direction of the question is exactly right. We have got to create places. And what I observed in that visit, both times, was women that were in overcrowded situations, quite literally on top of each other. And that's true of other shelters in our community. So the first and foremost priority there in the very first triage of need is actually spread it out. So there there is work going on right now to consider ways in which we create basically a broader footprint. But we've also gone out to see other partners, other nonprofits in this community that could repurpose space to create more of a campus setting. Uh, Because of certain real estate issues, I don't wanna get too far afield into that, but I wanna say to you, we've been out looking at how we could create healing campuses, whether it's for our kids or whether it's for our unhoused. We have got to stop stacking people in small places Thinking that somehow they're going to get well. They need more just simply breathing space. But beyond that, we have got to infuse these spaces with sources of support and resources. So we have got to continue to support nonprofits who can create all kinds of opportunities health and wellness opportunities, job development opportunities, literacy development opportunities, expungement services, and we have to start treating. When we talk about cases, we gotta start talking about people as if they are our own sister or brother. That's what I'm committed to.
4: Hello.
2: My name is Bobby Saltzman, and I'm a resident of Cleveland's Ohio City neighborhood, and I'm here on behalf of the Legal Aid Society of Cleveland and our client community. Last weekend, the Plain Dealer ran a story titled, Despite Changes, Nearly Half of Calls to Cuyahoga County about SNAP Medicaid Still Go Unanswered. As you know, SNAP brings in important federal dollars to our county and provides stability for our families. What are the county administration's plans to increase the answer rate and remove unnecessary barriers to SNAP food
3: assistance? Yeah,
1: thank you for your question. Uh, it's our Supplemental Nutrition uh, Assistance Program, and as I mentioned, the first problem we have is that the benefits cliff has occurred. And we've got we've got the problem of everything's been turned off for, for our residents. Imagine being a parent with kids in tow and going to a grocery store with a benefits card that you think is going to buy this week's groceries and you're turned away. Imagine being that grocery store clerk. Imagine the trauma. That's what's been happening to people. But I'll tell you, what we need to do in that regard is actually, one, what I mentioned in uh, the earlier remarks, we need to gear up and staff up. Uh, you know, Personnel is policy, and if you judge me by the policies of my, how I'm going to address this, judge me by the decision that we have just upped our uh, staff support by 50 people. We're hiring, as I said, 50 people to the roles to help with the problem of calls that go unreturned. It is. It is problematic. The other thing I mentioned is working on a process improvement plan for Cuyahoga County where our departments are rapidly responding. That's something that we're gonna tackle, and there's a perfect case example with the SNAP benefits program. Finally, I guess what I would say is it's within all of us to help a person get a leg up, to give a person an employment chance, maybe a hard to reach employee, maybe a training opportunity for somebody. We've gotta be all in this together. When I mentioned that we're in the upper 1% of GDP throughout the nation, when you judge us by 3,100 other counties, the upper 1%, which means that we have an incredible economic engine Here, what it has to do is reach more. And the population of persons we're talking about in terms of the actual numbers, it's a manageable initiative that we can help a few thousand people in our midst with job opportunities, with daycare opportunities, with transportation barriers and and getting through those barriers and help people reconnect to uh, a job uh, in their life.
2: Hi, my name is Elaine Sow, and I am the, I have the honor and joy of leading an amazing organization known as Asian Services in Action, better known as Asia. And the Asian American Pacific Islander community or AAPI community is the fastest growing population in the state of Ohio. If we want to maintain the population of Ohio, there needs to be a sense of belonging, which includes cultural identity and welcome. How will Cuyahoga County invest in the AAPI community to ensure that this community feels welcome, stays here, and thrives here?
1: I am with you all the way on this, but I want to say, I hope the uh, remarks reflected that. Uh, First of all, thank you for staying diligent with our county staff. We are meeting with your organization with some regularity now, and I appreciate the connection that you've tirelessly worked to make. Everybody should do that, you know, representing the 140 different Uh, ethnic communities. If there's a community where there are people within the community who maybe just arrived or if there's language barriers or other, we should be working with you. But to uh, honor the commitment that I just stated, we will be developing an Office of International Affairs. It's a two-pronged approach. One is to help with relocation services for those who have just arrived. Two is to treat it as an economic development arm because what we know is immigrants, My father-in-law and my stepfather as two examples, first-generation immigrants here today with us today. Immigrants build jobs. 20% of new businesses in this country were started by an immigrant. So let us welcome Cleveland, the world, as generationally has happened. It's the only way Cleveland grew way back when. It's how we should grow again. And I wanna say one other model city I look up to, a little bit north of the pond here uh, and eastward, is the city of Toronto. We were the same size population in 1960. We have seen a population in Toronto grow leaps and bounds because they have welcomed immigrants. And on top of it, as we all know, it's a cool city to visit because of that mosaic of people that comprise it. So is Cleveland, but let's grow in population by being welcoming, and I will dedicate an Office of International Services to the effort.
4: Good afternoon, County Executive Ronayne. My name is Will Tarter. I'm a fellow at the Center for Community Solutions. Last year, I facilitated a forum at the City Club which discussed if the current county government structure was working as it was originally envisioned. Following that discussion, I spoke to some county residents who remember the former structure and believe that it was more efficient while I spoke to others who only know the current county executive and county council structure of government and prefer to strengthen the charter as it is. On the campaign trail, you mentioned that you would, quote, revisit the county charter voters approved in 2009 and create performance benchmarks for ongoing review, close quote. My question is, what assurances can you provide to those who are still skeptical of the new structure of government, that the current setup is still the way to go, and can you provide some insight to what revisiting the charter truly looks like?
1: Thank you, Will, uh, for the question, and thank you, whether you did or didn't, as a Cuyahoga voter, um, vote in county reform. Um, Thank you for giving us a chance to do something different. Um, I was on the original charter committee and uh, feel that there were some things that we probably left on the table that we should have addressed differently, But for the most part, we have a working government that's working with you. I'm looking straight out uh, to Council President Jones and the members of County Council. Uh, Thank you, Councilwoman Turner. I see Councilwoman Conwell. Thank you, uh, Councilman Kelly, and others that are here today. Uh, It's only gonna work if we work together. And that's just the the direct uh, commentary. And I will say, my experience coming into this new county government is council administration, at least under my administration, has a good working relationship with you. So that's a start. Let's stop any kind of petty bickering that happens in government and let's work together. The mayors know that well with their councils. But I will say there are things that need to be addressed, uh, my observations, and I want to work with county council on that. We have way too long a lag in hiring. Whatever it is, it takes way too long to get somebody hired. A person should get an interview, pass a background check, and be ready to go in two weeks. But it's taking months to get people hired. And unfortunately, my county staff is clapping to (laughs) that. Yes, our cabinet is loving. Yeah, because we, we, we are just, we are losing opportunities left and right to serve. So let us work county council and the administration on expediting the hiring process. I think that there are uh, some other layers of a built in government into that new charter that we should look at. I don't think we should wait every 10 years to do charter reviews. I think we should have interim charter reviews between uh, the decades because life moves faster than every 10 years. Um, So thanks Will for bringing that back up and hopefully I'm getting nods from council. I'll be working with them on those efforts, both in hiring and general process improvements at the county government.
3: Buenas tardes, County Executive. My name is Celina Pagan. I'm the co-executive director of the Young Latino Network. I would like to address the diverse experiences and contributions of the Latine community, which plays a significant role in shaping our county's demographics and growth. According to the 2020 census, an estimated 76,316 people of Latine descent reside in Cuyahoga County, accounting for approximately 6.1% of the county's population. It is important to recognize that Latinas have been the largest contributors to U.S. population growth, representing 54% of the overall growth. While translating materials into Spanish and, supporting, uh, and providing support for immigrants are important, it's crucial to recognize the broader needs and aspirations of the Latina community. Could you please elaborate on your administration's plans and initiatives to foster <laughs> inclusivity and equity? Uh, Specifically, how does your administration plan to collaborate with community organizations, stakeholders, and leaders from the Latina community to actively involve them in the decision-making process and ensure that their voices and perspectives are heard and integrated into the policies and programs that shape our county's
1: future? Thank you very much for the question. Uh, I am, uh, I want to say a few things about first proximate leadership again. Very early on in the administration, uh, we were out to see everybody from Esperanza to Spanish American Committee to our nonprofits that are serving uh, our community development agenda. We brought in uh, business uh, leaders and entrepreneurs from uh, the Latina community to see us at uh, the administration and tell us how we can grow business development in our community. I see three things. I see one, the refrain you will hear over and over from me, which is welcoming. I see too many single language signage systems in our community that need to be bilingual and multilingual, and we're working on that right away in some of our county facilities as we speak. Secondly, I see an opportunity for us to really have a concerted community development strategy around the issue of Hispanic growth in our community. You're right, it's been the major promulgator of growth in this country, so why not this metro? Right? So second, I want it to be a community development strategy uh, for the future. And third, workforce. I think our workforce development team, I'm looking out at a number of them, either on the board or the staff workforce, I need to figure out how we create, really not just culturally competent workforce strategies, but that we capitalize on growth opportunities, again, Within migration to this community from Latina communities, so that's it for me. It's welcoming, it's cultural development, and it is absolutely about business development. I take one opportunity to address something that came up uh, in the media and in the press just a little while ago, and that was our visit to uh, Ireland with Air Lingus. Council President and I were there. It was the same strategy. It was family, economic development, and it was also about business development. This is why we welcome cultures and it's why we visit other cultures. If we don't, we're working in a silo. So we also have direct service to Puerto Rico and I am glad to see those two direct lines to Dublin and Puerto Rico. And I wanna see our air hub grow even more direct lines to make things happen. Thank you for the question. Hello, Calhoun. Hello, Mayor. Uh,
0: Mayor Kim Thomas from Richmond Heights, Ohio most of our municipalities are faced with old infrastructure. So what are the plans for the county to provide municipalities with funding to upgrade our infrastructure? And I am speaking for most of my fellow mayors who are having the same challenges.
1: Yes, infrastructure, thank you Mayor Thomas for your tireless work in Richmond Heights. Um, we are uh, we are absolutely challenged with aged infrastructure in this community. Uh, let me start with the positive of water infrastructure. We need to capitalize, I'm gonna say this over and over again as we build out the Freshwater Institute, on infrastructure that we have that others have not had uh, to enjoy. The Great Lakes Basin right in front of us. And what I mean by that additionally to the great source of fresh water is the logistical opportunities to build out our port infrastructure, to reach shores uh, across the Atlantic and Pacific, right out of Cleveland. Now seeing visitor infrastructure uh, multiply here with those that are actually touring the Great Lakes. It's good to see uh, those persons arrive to town and spend their money here in our town. But that that Great Lakes is an infrastructure we need to capitalize our position on. But you're talking, I think, more traditionally about our roads, our bridges, our sewers. And we are absolutely right, it is challenging in this county because we are built out. But I will say, working across the community boundaries, you're working with the many mayors that are with you at your table today, working with Cleveland and Cleveland City Council, looking at coordinated strategies to brownfields redevelopment, coordinated strategies to new housing starts, working with you guys on the multi-million dollar new housing fund you guys have built, and then ultimately making sure that we're making sound investments community by community. You know, a city like Cleveland proper itself has 10,000 streets. to to maintain what I will always say is I look at that glass as half-full is a place that we also have room to grow again Where we could triple our population to where it was back in 1950 So the issue of resources is always about strategy being prioritizing with those resources and making sure that we're making sound investments on behalf of the public But I do believe that in every community we can help you maintain your public infrastructure. And I do want to also say thank you for your advocacy on creating more walking communities. We need to double down on the issues of investments, especially as we age in place, uh, more sidewalks, more bike friendly communities, and really, really flexing out those cl- complete community streets.
3: Hello, I'm Rebecca Dorman. I'm a resident of Beachwood and a former
1: county employee.
3: <laughs> we have an incredible, highly respected STEM resource in the NASA Glenn Research Center, but it's a well-kept secret. When visitors come to Cleveland, at least the people who have visited me, they are very surprised to learn about the center's existence. Locally, there's so much more that could be done to capitalize on the fact that we have a NASA research center. Do you have any ideas or plans for county government to work with Glenn leadership in new ways to to promote STEM careers and business development locally?
1: Absolutely, thanks Rebecca, and thanks for your service to Cuyahoga County. I'm gonna look this way because I've been looking over that way a little bit, but I wanted to say hello folks. Uh, On the issue of NASA, Uh, First of all, we we have a wonderful new uh, head of NASA here regionally, and Jimmy and his team are doing a great job, but they are on a cutting edge of so many things. Let me first say, uh, as it relates to NASA, it's all about these few kids that are here today. It's all about their futures. We see on those T-shirts, their NASA shirts. NASA is cool, right? They want to learn more and grow more uh, with the NASA base that we have. So let me just tell you about a visit I recently made uh, into NASA. It was things you probably read about, or maybe you've made that visit, but it was all about NASA's effort in the, the Earth to Moon to Mars initiative, which we are leading. We are a leading part of that ultimate visit to Mars. But you look at the supply chain of companies that are in the vehicle production of literally uh, vehicles that are traveling space and, uh, and are actually traversing on planet or on the moon itself. We are seeing Goodyear, we're seeing the uh, specialized tire production uh, that Goodyear itself is doing. We are seeing Lubrizol in that supply chain. We are seeing Parker Hannifin in that supply chain. You know, hydraulics, uh, the, the actual, everything that makes up traveling instruments in space is actually right here. So it's all about developing the supply chain with NASA. Obviously working with partners like our universities, Case Western's uh, incredible programs and their engineering programs, we want to create future NASA workers out at NASA Glenn. But the next thing I want to say to you is, there's an English investor that's actually looking at putting a campus right here around the NASA campus that will help with acclimation strategies for space travelers. Right here, out of the communities around Brook Park, Fairview Park, and the city of Cleveland, he's actually gonna lay down a campus that prepares us for future space travel. That's forward-looking economic investment. So my two answers, again, are about supply chain, STEM, resource development, and education. I guess the third is welcoming entrepreneurs from all over the world to capitalize also on NASA right here in Cleveland.
2: Thank you, County Executive Ronane, and thanks to all of you who have joined us in person here at Jacob's Pavilion on the West Bank of the Flats and via our livestream. You all are the heart of the City Club and what inspires us to continue upholding our unwavering commitment to convening conversations of consequence that help democracy thrive. We also would like to thank our presenting sponsor, our friends at Key Bank, and our supporting sponsors, Cuyahoga County Community College, the Good Community Foundation, the Sisters of Charity Health System, and the United Way of Greater Cleveland. We're also grateful to all of you who are hosting tables here today. A full list is included in the program. And, of course, thank you to the staff of Cuyahoga County, our partners at IdeaStream Public Media, and Jacobs Pavilion for hosting all of us this afternoon. Finally, there are a number of wonderful programs coming up at the City Club, Club, as always, and you can find out more about these as well as access our archives at cityclub.org. Thank you once again to County Executive Chris Ronain. I'm Kristen Beard adams and our forum is now adjourned.
1: Thank you. if If you have a moment I'm going to come down and meet my friend Bob Madison I want to thank you all for being here today the City Club portion of this program has concluded but we have one more piece of business before you hit the food trucks and the music outside to start your 4th of July holiday Mr. Madison is a man who I introduced earlier in my remarks, but I'm gonna come down and present him with the key to the county. But I think while I have your attention here, Bob, I'm just gonna say one more time, he fought for us throughout and continues to fight for us throughout his life. And some of the things that we're seeing happen right before our eyes undermine that fight, but he gives us the perseverance to go on and fight. He fought for us in war as a Buffalo soldier in Italy He is a decorated Purple Heart. His Jeep was hit in Italy. He fought and fought and fought for us. He came back to the United States. He came back here to Cleveland and wanted to practice architecture. Read it in his book, Designing Victory, the chapter about being denied entry to the university to practice architecture by the Dean. But coming back, with his credentials and his medals from war and said, is this good enough? And he got in. He became uh, an architecture graduate. But I'm going to keep going, Bob. His fights. He went on to the graduation party with his peers. And there's a certain club in town who wasn't ready for Bob Madison until every student in that graduating class said, we don't come in unless Bob comes with us. That's Bob Madison. He went on to build an architecture firm that is 60 years old in this community and the oldest African American firm in the state of Ohio. He studied with the greats in Europe. He is a great in Cleveland. His mark is everywhere from the Lewis Stokes Wing Library to the stadium just around the corner to East 105th where he built medical offices for doctors, African American doctors who couldn't practice elsewhere. He built it. It's called the Madison today and bears his name. He has a beautiful family, a beautiful family of workers that were globally diverse in his architecture offices on Euclid. He continues to give, he continues to teach, he continues to be my mentor. He turns 100 years young next month, and he gets the first key to the county. We'll give it down here. Bob Madison, here's to you. This is a special episode of Let's
0: Talk Cuyahoga. You've just heard from County Executive Chris Ronane in his first State of the County Address on June 28, 2023. Let's Talk Cuyahoga is a podcast that explores Cuyahoga County initiatives and the people who make them happen. Get notified about new episodes and announcements by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments or questions about this podcast or have a topic that you'd like us to take on in a future episode, email communications at CuyahogaCounty.us. Let's talk Cuyahoga.